0: Luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast. We're part of the Industry Syndicate. Check it out, Industry Syndicate. There's amazing other podcasts on there. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place, whether you're a top-producing broker owner, you're an agent, you're a team leader, you're looking to work smarter, not harder, and you're looking to increase your average sale price. Once again, if you have any questions about previous episodes or this episode, go ahead and shoot me a note over at michael at com. michael at com. Check out our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need more reviews. If you're getting something from one of the shows or s- several of the shows, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, you know one of those other platforms. And if you have our book, Luxury Listing Specialist, uh, again we've uh, sold a lot of books it's on amazon again leave us a review i, I, I think we only have a handful of reviews so that's why i want to make sure that i start out with that all right i'm really excited about uh, today's uh guest um I've known him for about a year now uh, him and i have seen each other at several conferences and and he practices what he preaches and he walks the walk he's a great person first and foremost and um, but he's an, an amazing agent as well. I have Andrew Bloom here from uh, Keller Williams, Arizona Realty. Andrew, are you there?
0: Yeah, thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. I'm excited.
1: Appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely, I'm, I'm honored to have you on. Uh, you and I know a good friend of ours is Will Farmer from Realtor.com, and and Will's sure. like, hey man, you got, you you, you got to meet this Andrew guy. So Will knows what we're doing with our podcasts and our certifications and our trainings. He goes, you you got you got to connect with with my, my my client Andrew Bloom. So uh, we did, and um, we see each other at each other's conferences, and um, I spoke at the uh, family reunion in the mega. And recently at the Mega Camp, uh, you were uh, highlighted by Gary Keller, and he had some amazing things to share with you, and you talked a lot about your, your farming and your, your print collateral, and, and we'll maybe talk a little bit about that on this show. But this show primarily is going to talk about social proof. How leveraging your inventory and your solds, and for those of you that don't have a lot of inventory, but perhaps your office does or a team member does, leveraging those listings and those those solds to open more doors, to attract more opportunities. And that's really what we're going to be talking about. Andrew and I talked a little bit before we started this recording. And so we're always looking to fill voids to our audience and uh, social proof is something. And, and so Andrew and I were talking a little bit offline. And um, so Andrew talk, talk to us a little bit about, I think you carry about 50 listings at any given time. You'll sell about 200 homes around 200 million over the last 12 months. So about a million dollar average sale price. And um, again, you're in that North Scottsdale, Arizona market, which, uh, is what you would consider correct me if I'm wrong, a buyer's market for that price point, correct?
0: Yeah, it really is. you know our our listings have a have a pretty long shelf life, and um, you know that works in my favor. Um, the uh, you know i don't I don't need houses to sell quickly, and I'm able to maintain really healthy long term relationships with our sellers because of our marketing um, you know, when uh, we, we are heavy in print, we do have a good digital presence. But when you know home sellers get phone calls from their friends or their physicians that say, "Hey, I saw your house on the front page of the the newspaper in this magazine," and you know they they know that we're making a tremendous effort to attract as much attention as we can and create a tremendous amount of exposure and opportunity. Uh, for our home sellers, and it, it, it goes a long way in, in maintaining a relationship for the course of the listing, right? So, um, it really serves a purpose to have uh, an effective marketing strategy and plan in place that goes beyond, uh, you know, a 30-day a 30-day window, right? We're we're in it for the long haul. Every day, creating great content for our for our sellers and for our listings, and um, and and it really raises an awareness on a daily basis. We're in 35 pages a month of print collateral. And those uh, pages all have deadlines. And when you have deadlines in the real estate industry, it creates a cadence and a rhythm to what we do every day. And our sellers are aware of it. They get to experience that daily consistent rhythm and accountability in creating uh, content That we distribute across multiple different channels for their homes, and uh, and it it really provides uh, some peace of mind to the homeowner that you know typical agents just can't compete in that in that level and in that space.
1: Yep. Yeah, so, you know, and, and by the way, you were gracious enough to um, offer to share an example of uh, of an ad. So if you're listening to this, uh, you can go to, still listening to this, go to LuxuryListingPodcast.com, find Andrew's podcast. And within the article, uh, you'll see a link and uh, click on that and you'll see an example of the ad. But in each of your ads, you have current active listings and you also have an escrow or sold listings, correct?
0: Yeah, it was uh, about a year ago. I had an aha moment where I said, you know, we need a call to action. What's our unique selling proposition? It's it's it can be very challenging. We're not gimmicky, right? We don't uh, we don't overpromise and underdeliver. We don't have shortcuts to what we do. And um, and so I really kind of I, I really struggled with, you know, what kind of messaging can we put out in the marketplace that uh, moves the needle and and gets attention. So in several of our ads, we have really great uh, headers, um, as an example, and we'll post some of those in the link for you, that um, one of those is the the real estate market doesn't dictate your results, the real estate team you hire does. And then below that ad, let's assume it's uh, at 12 homes in the ad, we have 25 to 35% coverage in all of our ads have in escrow and just sold listings. So if it's 12 homes, we'll have nine of those homes will be active listings. Three will be recent sold listings or in escrow listings. And what I found and where there was an immediate response to the shift in our call to action was home sellers were starting to call and say, hey, you're selling houses. you're moving inventory. I, I look at your ads every day and I see that you're selling houses uh, rather than just promoting active listings. and uh, And it really did create a um, a bump in the uh, the number of inbound calls that we get from sellers that uh, want their houses sold. And uh, in our marketplace, you know there's a, there's a lot of listings that don't sell expired and canceled listings in the particularly in the luxury environment. and you know, those home sellers they're reaching out to us directly. They're calling us before we call them and saying, "Hey, look, my house is going off the market or went off the market. I see your ads everywhere. You're in my mailbox every day. We're in 35 pages a month of print collateral. We um, overlay that with uh, with digital presence and we have a very good digital campaign that goes out. And so we're, you know, we're we're we have a high level of awareness. People know who we are and what we do. And um, and so when we made that shift to incorporate sold listings and in escrow listings into our um, marketing collateral, I definitely saw an increase in home sellers that were reaching out to us and saying, hey, we want our house sold too, and, and we see that you're moving inventory.
1: That we call that social proof. So for those of you that are are wondering, well, man, I, I don't have ten listings. I don't have three under contract. Uh, perhaps there's some things you can do with other team members. Maybe there's three. So yeah, we other- do
0: that as well. I mean,
1: okay. We we'll run.
0: Uh, you know, if 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 you if you don't have your own inventory, then if you're running a, a CMA, as an example, and a postcard, and you're saying, hey, here's the here's an inventory update in your neighborhood, there's three active listings, and there's three that have sold, and the three that have sold, sold for this price in this period of time. If you're looking for these results, call me today, right? So it, it is really important that, you, you know, you're leveraging the data in your market, particularly if you don't have your own, right? If, you, if you've got your own, or you can use data from other agents within your uh, within your own office, but there's nothing that precludes you, from salting the board with mls data with the appropriate disclosures it says hey we run ads in certain neighborhoods that, that when there's a when there's an extraordinary sell, highest price per square foot in 5 years we'll run that ad alongside ours and say hey this this home sold for the highest price per square foot in 5 years this information came from you know mls all facts and figures to be you know properly uh uh-huh. Confirmed. So, uh-huh. you know, if you if you don't have your own inventory, you can you can still create a compelling message. Um, and with extreme call to action, you can still uh-huh. circle dial around those closed listings. You can still uh-huh. uh, door knock around those closed listings. Hey, there was that we, we just had a listing close in the neighborhood for nine hundred dollars a square foot, 20 percent higher than any other house that is sold. Might be a really good time for you to consider putting your house on the market so you know leveraging other people's results is 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 great we don't need to do that today in our marketplace but occasionally i'll run across a transaction that's either a super deal like the home that you just auctioned off on the lake as an example Mm-hmm. Uh what a gorgeous house. I mean, what a beautiful property. And I know mean, yeah, really to cool. Buy it, right? <laughs> but I did I did share your Facebook video uh, to my uh sphere of influence, right? And I I shared it. Hey, listen, if anybody's looking for uh, an extraordinary opportunity with a great property there's an auction house that you know my friend Michael is uh, is promoting and uh would love to get you uh to get you into it. So You know, we have uh, Keller Williams offices all over the world that have extraordinary listings and, you know, grab something that's going on around the country or from one of our colleagues and, you know, repurpose that content and give credit where credit's due. But repurpose that content, um, you know, being I think most luxury agents do well in this space because we are first and foremost marketeers uh, with a high consciousness for fiduciary care. And so when we combine that, you know, uh, desire to be extraordinary marketeers with our desire to serve people at a high level, um, then, you know, we're creating a cadence and a rhythm and a, and a brand around who we are and what we do, you know, there's a, there's a hustle is uh, hustle is very attractive, right? People are attracted to hustle. So, you know, when you're, when you're hustling content and you're, and you're putting it out in the universe you're going to manifest some other opportunities and conversations and dialogue at a high level.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, a couple, a couple of things, there was a lot of good information shared. So I want to rewind. So, a few things that Andrew talked about is even if you don't have the particular listings, um, but somebody in your office, or maybe even somebody not even in your office, of course, don't claim it was your sale. But hey, if there was a record sale at 123 Elm Street, you know, uh, you disclose that it was with, you know, another firm or what have you. You got to disclose, don't mislead. You know, I, I want to make sure that there's plenty of those agents out there that are fake and do all that. So we high integrity, but there are things you you can do ethically and full disclosure that you're educating the market. You're educating the market. And uh, maybe there was a sale one, two, three main street. And, and guess what, you know, maybe you know the listing agent and that listing agent shares the fact that yeah we had a lot of activity we had a couple people interested well guess what you can create a circle mailer or door knock or uh or call on them around that and say hey listen man there might be some other buyers that are interested in your home if you're thinking about selling in 2020 man one two three elm street sold lot of a uh, lot of activity and we might even have a potential buyer Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our Luxury Listing Specialist certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to So. Again, there's things you can do there, um, and let's talk about those other things you can do. So, Andrew, you know, this is something we didn't talk about, but uh, is your team doing weekly open houses? I'm, I know you're kind of overseeing the team and work mo- mostly with sellers, but do you have other team members working open houses?
0: Yeah, so we do about 50, five, zero open houses a week. Our average price is about a million dollars. Um, it, it, uh, it's really uh, a phenomenal rhythm that we have. Uh, we believe that open houses are the bricks and mortar to the online store. All buyers wanna shop online. They wanna look, they wanna, they wanna experience it, but they're not buying homes online. They're buying homes in person. Um, and so when you can reduce the, uh, the effort for a buyer to, to, uh, to walk over the threshold, Um, and and we do it in advance, you know, our schedules are out a week in advance. So we go online on all the platforms on Monday for open houses over the weekend. So on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're creating what we call Google juice, right? Mm -hmm. We get, we get buyers in the luxury space that are online searching for houses, open houses are a push notification, right? They, they, they rise to the top of the search engines. There's a banner on those open houses that say open Saturday 12 to four. So when you've got a you know a professional C-level position, somebody looking in the luxury market and they're, and they're online Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, um, you're giving them an opportunity to uh, adjust their schedule and calendar it accordingly without having to make, register or, or make a phone call or talk to a real estate agent. They can just say, hey, we've seen this house for the last few weeks or the last month or two. It's going to be open on Saturday, twelve to four. Why don't we just swing by and walk through it?
1: You know, let's just uh-huh, go take a look uh-huh. at it.
0: Yeah. And um, uh-huh. you know, we're having a tremendous success last year. You know, of course, I, I double ended a ten and a half million dollar listing uh, for ten point three million off an open nice. house. Buyer walked nice. in and you know they saw the house in California, saw it online early in the week, and and never called, never made an appointment. Simply coordinated in their calendar and scheduled to come out for the weekend. And have a look at it. And they walked into the open house unannounced, spent some time walking through the property, and turned around and said, "You know, we're ready to make an offer. And we've got our checkbook with us." That's right. Awesome. So, um, and we expect those things to happen. I mean, we expect it. We know that our activities lead to results, right? And it's chopping wood. I mean, it, you know, it, it, there's not a magic pill to it. But when you're consistent with your habits and your behaviors and the activities and your and your marketing and you're creating a rhythm and in, in the, in the audience, I mean, there's nobody in our market that doesn't know who we are and what we do and how we do it. Right. Like it's very obvious that we move the needle with, you know, hard work and discipline and uh, staying consistent and, and being out there. And it's uh you know, so it's a, there's a lot of base hits, right. We, you know, singles and doubles are really the name of the game. And, and, you know, you create those singles and doubles just by adding to your database, doing the right activities, being where you're supposed to be, and um, and, and it's an extremely exciting thing for us. So, yeah, we do about 50 open houses every week, and, um, you know, we, we definitely attract a lot of attention, um, a lot of hustle, and, you know, a lot of intent behind our, our activities. All
1: right. So so Andrew's got 50 open houses a week. He's got a large team. He's probably covered, but, but maybe he isn't. So even if I'm in Andrew's office and I'm not on his team, I would say, hey, Andrew, listen, if there's ever a time where a team member can't host an open house, count me in for, you know, I'm really looking to break in to sell more high-end and luxury properties. And, you know, even if I'm not on Andrew's team and he's looking to fill a void and satisfy a seller that's frustrated their home's not on the market, I'm sure Andrew would consider that. But for those of you that are are listing and 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 you have a rock star agent in your office and they have a stale luxury listing, you know you should consider you know approaching them again, assuming you don't have high-end and luxury listings yourself. If you do have the high-end and luxury listings yourself, you should consider it. I call it Google Juice. Andrew, I think, said the same thing. And we know statistically that when you host an open house on your high-end and luxury property, yeah, you, you might get the unqualified buyers and neighbor, you know, tire kickers and neighbors, etc. But you, of course, got to worry about safety and security and putting valuables away and people casing the property. However, your listings will get more clicks and more views the week you're hosting an open house versus a guy down the street that's on the market that's similarly priced that isn't. Have you found that to be true, Andrew?
0: Well, there's no doubt. You're just you're raising the awareness level online, right? There's, We tell sellers there's three ways to create a push notification for your home out into the universe and out into these portals. One is when it first goes on the market for a few days, the listing's live and the beacon's going off and it's flashing online and buyers see it you can have a price reduction and that's going to kind of do the same thing for a few days, but an open house allows you five or six days of online attention, right? Cause if you, when you're submitting the open house online on Monday or on Sunday night, it's on all week long, right? So it's there, it's, it's gaining attention, it's getting, you know, exposure and, uh, and you're, and you're, and you're really allowing the consumer to coordinate and schedule a time that's convenient for them. So it, it moves the needle, you know, the other point is, on on you know, we use about half the uh, open houses that we have are being serviced by other agents within our market center. But but there's, you know, there's there's protocol to what we do and how we do it. Right. We want people to have a great experience. We want the agents to have success. So we require that they uh, visit five of our open houses over any period of time before they sit any of our open houses. So they've got to go see five of our team open houses. They can see five in one day, they can see five in five weeks, however it's going to be so they can see how we set up, how we prepare, how we dress, you know, what our protocol looks like, what our open house playbook looks like. Um, You know, we then make sure that they do the same things that our agents do go out and preview, you know the other active listings in the neighborhood go visit the community center the clubhouse or you know we want them to be experts and have a, a high level of competency when they're working one of our listings right so it, you know they have to take a crash course and uh, they want to be effective right you and so you know if they're not used to sitting homes at, at that level well, there's a certain way that we that we dress, that we act, and and we know that competence increases your confidence, and your confidence increases your conversion rate. So if you want to have success and you want to convert at a high level, invest in your competency, grow your confidence, and increase your conversion rate. Right. And mm-hmm. if you're not doing mm-hmm. those things, then you're just setting yourself up for failure, and you're and you're really probably setting up the the, the listing or the seller for failure too
1: yeah, all all good points. So I really like um i I haven't heard it uh, and said the way you did. There's three ways to create a a push notification, right? So I use the word keep a home fresh. You know, I talk about eyeball traffic. When you increase, if there's more eyeball traffic looking at a property, you have a higher probability that a qualified buyer will raise their hand and contact their agent or contact you, the listing agent, okay? But you talked about there's three ways to create a push notification on on, on your listing. Number one, of course, is when it's new it's fresh to the market. Number two, a price adjustment. And number three, an open house. So I, I like the way you put that.
0: Yeah, we use that we use that terminology on every listing appointment. This is what it looks like. Uh, these are the push notifications, and in our marketplace, when we have 50 open houses, we're lighting up the internet all week long, right? It's like beacons that are going off, and you just can't help but to see the rhythm and the cadence of what we're doing. And then, you know, if a buyer walks through three or four or five of our open houses, they're being they're being greeted with consistency, the habits, the behaviors, the scripts, the the dress, the attire, the knowledge and competency in the community. You know, they're having a good experience. And a lot of these sellers, uh, you know, they're coming out and visiting open houses because their homes are their own homes are for sale. Right. And uh-huh, they're interviewing uh-huh. agents or so they're looking for a new house. And and the way that we do things, right, we use a we use a clipboard with a with a property survey on top and when people come through our open houses we ask uh, two questions we just say thanks for coming in today do you happen to live in the neighborhood or did you see the house online most of them say they saw the house online well that's great one of the things that we promised our sellers is that we would give feedback to them from everybody that came through the house you're looking at other properties in the neighborhood you're looking at houses online so if you don't mind here's a clipboard As you go through and you and you see something positive or negative, please write it down, share your information with us so we can give that feedback to the seller. And then at the bottom, it asks for their name, address, phone and email. So what what happens with that is we're setting up the buyer to participate in the event that we're having. Now they're a participant and they're engaged and they're telling the truth. Right. They're being honest. Nobody lies and says, oh, the curb appeal is great. If the curb appeal is not if the house smells, they're going to tell you it smells. When they get to the bottom of the form and it asks for their name, they've been, they've been walking around the house telling the truth the entire time. So they just continue to tell the truth. And then when you re-engage them in the listing at the open house, and you go, thanks so much. What are your thoughts? What do you think? They're, you know, they feel like they're a part of the experience and they, and they want to participate. They feel really good about it. It's a different experience that they had anywhere else they went. And um, you know, it really allows us to get deep into conversations with people It really allows us to get accurate, good information. And we're creating an opportunity to build a relationship with somebody that's not having the same experience at at the other open houses they're visiting or at their own open house. When they come back at the end of the day and they say to their agent, hey, can we get some feedback? Well, there are four people through on that, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of saying, look, here's a survey from the four people that came through the door. And based on this information, you know, I think it would be appropriate for us to make a couple of adjustments. Right. That's so that's great. It, it just it, it works out really well for us. It's very okay. thought out. You know, I think everything we do is done with purpose and intention and validated from the results that we are we're getting in the market.
1: All right. And let's take that a step further. Do you recommend or do you make any requirements from your agents hosting an open house? In other words, Facebook live videos, a a live video uh, saying, hey, we're going to be at this home tomorrow doing doing an open house or something at the open house. What kind of additional promotion um, are you encouraging or requiring from the agent that's hosting the open houses?
0: Well, it's all in our protocol, and we do. We want them to knock five, five, and ten, right? Five doors to the left, five doors to the right, the ten houses across the street. Once you've done that, go out another five, go out another ten. I can tell you that, you know, it happens on occasion where they go out and do what they're supposed to do, right? I mean, it's not, you know, it. it uh, we, we always have our challenges with the activities, and that's just the way it is. We're Facebook Live videos. Again, in our protocol, i'm I'm really consistent at doing those. Most of my team is. the The advantage to that is you get to copy that link and send it to your seller. You might reach five or six or seven hundred people in a Facebook live video, um, and you had two people come through the open house. Well, the reality is you had five, six, or seven hundred people that you engaged, you had an experience with that you touched. And so repurposing your activities is really important. The compound effect to your activities leads to exponential results, right? So if you're if you're not doing multiple activities with one behavior, like one open house that has 10 different activities in it, where you're door knocking, circle prospecting, doing your Facebook live video, um, you know, those are the types of things that are really important. The compound effect of the things that we're already doing. Create exponential results. Mhm. Mhm. And we're wow. really seeing that in our in our growth. We're seeing it in our growth on our team for sure. That's
1: great. Some really good good information here. Um, so if anybody has uh, questions or they have a pr- potential referral in that North Scottsdale market, what's the best way for uh, somebody to get a hold of you, Andrew?
0: Yeah. If you just close your eyes and look up, I'm there. I'm right. I'm I'm right in front of you. So Andrew Bloom. <laughs> Cell number six zero two nine eight nine one two eight seven. Websites Group dot com. It's Bravo Victor Oscar Group dot com, and uh, Andrew at Luxury dot com is uh, is my email. I'm really available. Um, we 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 love paying referral fees. We love working with the other agents around the country, and um, you know we've got a deep bench. We're here to serve. Uh, we have we have. A ser- servitude heart and a, a fiduciary um, foundation to what we do. Right, we're, we're not functionary. We're not functionary agents. We're we're really delivering the results that I believe these clients are entitled to have. They get to make a choice with who they want representing them and what they want to pay for that experience. And so, you know, that's that's something that's really that that we really uh, appreciate.
1: Yeah. Well, you you guys are doing great things and. And I'm telling you, straight up, you know, great character, uh, servant heart. I appreciate it, Andrew. I feel like there's way too much scarcity out there in our industry right now. My brand is better than your brand or, or, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know if it's because of the political environment and there's just a lot of tension out there. But, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. Keep raising the bar. You know, I know you're up against uh, a lot of times other brands that have a, a big market share with luxury and, you know, your consistency and what you're doing out there is uh, really paying off. So thanks for your time today.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it. I just forwarded you over uh, five samples of different ads that were were in our October marketing. Uh, We have a lot more available on all of our social media platforms. Follow us um, on Instagram or Facebook, uh, BBO Luxury Group, uh, we're easy to find, and uh, I think you'll find that our marketing collaterals are very pleasant. Um, they They serve a good purpose and they're and they're there for people to uh, to copy and and take ideas from. And if you improve on anything we're doing, let let me know because we're always you know looking to grow.
1: Awesome. I really, really appreciate your time. And for those of you that have any additional questions, again, Michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. Again, just a couple things. We just launched our new certification, our brand new platform. Check it out. Luxury You're gonna find sixteen modules. Seven modules are what I call pre-listing. So everything from mindset to marketing to how to increase your conversion to best pre-listing packages to best strategies on your actual high-end and luxury listing appointments. That's the that's part one of our certification. The second part is modules eight through sixteen. It's best marketing practices. You got the seller to sign up with you. Great. What do you do before the listing goes live? And what do you do once it's live? And what do you do all the way through the finish line? So check it out, com. As always, if you want to check out some of our swag gear, check it out, com. We got some really great t-shirts, some cool things to help with your branding at your local gym or walking around town or whatever it might be at your kid's ball game. My name is Michael Lafito. Keep raising the bar in luxury and go make somebody's day. Prove them wrong. Talk to you soon. And until next time, check it out. Luxury Listing Specialist on iTunes, Stitcher, or LuxuryListingPodcast.com. Take care, everybody.